You're at the right place. Right place. At the right time. You found the number one podcast. Number one podcast. That entertains that space between your ears. We invite you to relax, pull up a chair, and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. and frightening sounds echo through the halls whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still that is the time when ghosts are present practicing their terror with ghoulish delight welcome foolish mortals to the haunted mansion I am your host your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Welcome, foolish mortals. Nick and Dave will be your hosts on our ride through the Haunted Mansion. Please step closely into the Doom Buggies as we depart for the graveyard. <laughs> I would say, you know, this is where you want to work when you retire, Dave. Don't quit your day job anytime soon. You have a lot of practice, my friend. Yeah, that was pretty lame, I know. But, you know, the good news for me is that they still use the original recording of that ride to this day, so I don't think there's any any danger of me taking over on that right. one. <laughs> so we're, today we're talking about the uh, Haunted Mansion. We're going to go to both sides of the, of the United States. We're going to go to Disneyland and Disney World and talk a little bit about each of the rides, talk about how maybe they're a little different, but for the most part, these rides are pretty identical. Um, so let's get things off with the uh, Disneyland side ride. This was the original one. was not a park original, and I was pretty shocked when I did my research on this ride that it actually sat just a shell of a building for like seven years. This uh, it started out. They poured the foundation in 1962 for this ride. Um, a lot of people, you know, had their hands in the ride, like we talked about, as far as designing it. But Harper Goff and uh, Walt Disney first talked about this ride, called it the Church Graveyard and Haunted House, and it appeared in some of the earliest drawings of Disneyland. Yeah, there was a lot of people that had their hands in the pot, like you just said, and. Am I correct in stating that you know a lot of the WDI uh, individuals couldn't really agree on how they wanted this ride to be constructed? Some, you know, Walt definitely wanted it to be a walkthrough, right, Dave? And yeah. others tried to convince him, hey, this needs to be a ride. And he was stubborn, like, no, it needs to be like a mansion. You need to feel the living and breathing haunted mansion and walk through it. Um, but even when they finally decided that it was going to be a ride, and that's where you got the Omnimover from, and I'm not mistaken, I, I believe a lot of the Imagineers couldn't agree on what they wanted to take place in the Haunted Mansion, and so therefore that's why it was set back. 
Yeah, there was a lot of disagreement from the get-go on this ride, or, or from uh, my newest quote from from the uh, from the show this on NBC with all the comedians. <laughs> this woman said the giddy up. There's a lot of there's a lot of disagreement from the giddy up in this ride because you know the Imagineers wanted to paint that scene and get the ambiance of a old decrepit house on the outside was just in shambles, and Walt was not having any part of that. He was like, "We've been to all these dingy, gross amusement parks." And this is not going to be one of those places. And he was really insistent about the outside of this place still looking nice, still being upkeep. But then when you get inside, have it be the way it is. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the people, there was a big debate. Is this going to be scary? Is this going to be silly? And, um, you know, then the project got put on hold for a long time because of the 1964 World's Fair. And Walt just pulled all of the people working on this project. And that's, you know, where the where the whole pause in the project came was that, um, you know, like I said, they built this foundation and then they had everything up and running on the outside and then boom, everybody was gone to go do Walt's projects on the 64 World's Fair. And up to that point, it was still going to be a walkthrough ride, like you said. Now, you know, people that have been listening to the beginning of our, since the beginning of our show, if you all go all the way back to episode four, we talked about how there was almost a Disneyland here in St. Louis. And, um, one of those attractions in that Disneyland in St. Louis, uh, park was going to be a haunted mansion where you could walk through and it was going to be a walk through uh, ride as a matter of fact so I'm wondering if a lot of that kind of ideas funneled towards this haunted mansion and how much of it is true to what what the original idea was at least for the St. Louis project yeah I totally agree you know and I almost think you know when everyone left the Imagineers left to go work on other projects at that time I don't think many really cared because a lot of uh, Imagineers just weren't getting along and couldn't agree on the concept art and things like that for the Haunted Mansion itself. Yeah, and they had some time off to get away from each other, so that probably helped out a little bit. But uh, in the end, uh, the, the delay was huge for publicity for the Haunted Mansion because you know word got out that there was going to be this haunted house ride at Disney World and, or at Disneyland, and... But they saw the exterior, but they saw nothing come about it. So one of the cool things that I read about was that there were a lot of rumors going on as to why this attraction wasn't moving forward, why we just saw the outside. They put up the big iron gates and they, you know, they put signs out, you know, about it. But, uh, there was, there, like, there was one myth that was, that was talking about how one of the workers on this attraction was literally scared to death on the inside of the ride so that's why it was so far behind on schedule and took so long to to do the inside of the ride totally not true but just the you know the weight in the whole thing just kind of added to the mystique of this whole situation and didn't it take about 10 years yeah like i said it started in 62 and the ride didn't open till august of 69 it opened up on August 9th of 69, so uh, just a, a long time. I mean, that's, that's seven years right there, a better part of a decade, and, and that's why, because first they couldn't agree. Then it was the 64 World's Fair, and then Walt died, you know, so you've got all of that going down, and then once Walt died, then the grumbling really started between the Imagineers because, you know, they both sides of the, of the coin there wanted to say, well, Walt wanted it this way. No, Walt wanted it that way, so there was a lot of bickering about it, but in the end, Mark Davis and Claude Coates were the two men to to kind of step in and say, this is what we're going to do. We're going to combine those ideas. You know, when you think about the Imagineers, when I, at least when I think about the Imagineers sitting around a table bickering about something, it's Epcot and like how are we going to do Epcot? And then you've got that famous story about how they pushed the two parks together and kind of molded them. 
I kind of feel like this is the same way where they had a scary haunted mansion, they had a funny haunted mansion, and they just put them together and it worked out beautifully. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Mark Davis and Claude Coates, but Relly Crump and and the guy from This Week in Disney History, Yale Gracie, um, also had a hand in making that combination scary, funny haunted mansion. So one of the cool things about this was they knew that they were going to build this attraction in Disney World as well. So everything that they made for Disneyland, they made an identical one for Disney World at the same time. So when we talk about these two attractions being similar, I mean, they are identical as far as that goes because all of these things were were made in twos so they could ship them back and forth between parks. Except for the hat box ghost, though. Yeah, so there are a couple of differences that we'll talk about. Now, here's something that was that I thought was pretty cool, too, is that originally when they when they got into the idea process of this, they were just going to have uh, the haunted mansion or the haunted house at that time, it was still called, just sitting at the end of a dead-end street off of Main Street. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. I think that is awesome. And not not part of you know in, in Disneyland is part of New Orleans Square and not have that they didn't know that New Orleans Square was going to be an expansion at that time so they were just going to have a dead end street off of Main Street and boom there's your haunted house yeah so Walt, one of Walt's big things was that he said we don't need a storyline for this this is a haunted house we don't need that backstory let's not deal with that let's focus on you know the haunted aspect of it and not so much this is the story of this you know man and woman or whatever but uh so for a long time there wasn't a story it was just this is the haunted mansion and then you know after walt's death they decided that they were going to step things up a little bit and then eventually you know this whole story about a man lost out at sea or or the mariner that came in with his wife um and there wasn't really a full story for a long time with that but uh but the story they did create is webbed beautifully into New Orleans Square, and you're absolutely right with, with Mr. Gracie and his mansion in New Orleans. Yeah, so um, you mentioned the Hatbox Ghost. The Hatbox Ghost was an original uh, um, part of the ride, and the, uh, the Hatbox Ghost appeared the same time as the, br- the bride did in the same room, and it lasted like a month is all it lasted, less than a month. So it's pretty rare to see photos of the Hatbox Ghost in the attraction. I've I've only been able to find one in all of my research, and it's the same one that's copied over and over again. But um, the bottom line, and like you said, there's a lot. You know, I guess with a ride that's called the Haunted Mansion, there's a lot of myths that go on with it. But the bottom line was the guy's ga- the gag of the of the Hatbox Ghost was his head was going to disappear and then appear in the Hatbox. And the way that they were doing, pulling off this gag, there was going to be a black light inside of the body that would shine up to the head. And then when the black light went out, you wouldn't be able to see the head. Well, the ride just wouldn't be dark enough to, to make the head completely disappear. So the gag just didn't work because people could still see the shadow of the, of the head on top of the body. And it just, after a month, they said, that's too hokey. Let's get it out of here. Yeah, you know, and when I had my tour of the Haunted Mansion, like the behind the scenes and the history of the one in Orlando, that is, uh, the cast member that was in charge of the tour actually flew to Anaheim and to Disneyland to check out the Haunted Mansion when the Hatbox Ghost returned just recently within the last year. And I was amazed on how many cast members actually spent their own money to fly out to Disneyland to see the same exact attraction with just five seconds of something new in the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, it blew I mean, my mind away. And he said the, the, the wait was hours to get in, just to see really? like a nine-second clip 
of this Hatbox Ghost. Yeah, as you go by them. And I mean, it, it's amazing because this Hatbox Ghost is legendary. And like I said, it lasted less than a month, but like everybody was all about the Hatbox Ghost. And when there were grumblings going on that he was going to make the return, like everybody went crazy about it. So the official return date was May 9th, 2015, just recently. And, you know, technology is a lot better. So this time, you see the Hatbox Ghost's head actually drop down into its body. And then his head appears in the hat box. So way better looking, you know, obviously 40 years of technology will do that to you, but uh, so much better now. And this cast member, by the way, uh, getting back to my story here, sorry, Dave, you would have thought he just found his love of his life. He, he talked as if it was the best thing since sliced bread and he was like madly in love. And I was just shocked to see like his eyes. He got like googly eyes and had that creepy <laughs> Joker smile. Like, oh, this is awesome. I'm so thinking, he- dude, you spent thousands of dollars just to see nine seconds of the Hatbox Ghost, and you go someplace where you already work. Yeah, the new one's on YouTube, by the way. So save yourself some money. That's what I told him. Yeah. So did he have a? Do you know if he had a history with the Haunted Mansion or something? Like, why? I'm no, to- he was just a tour guide. Just, a, I mean, I mean, you're hardcore if you're a tour guide. So that's in in itself right there enough, probably, but. Wow, that's a lot of money to spend just to go out and see the Hatbox Ghost. Um, hey, something else that was pretty cool about the Disneyland version was that in the in the beginning they actually had a cast member that would dress up in a suit of armor and just kind of walk around on the inside. And I thought that was pretty sweet, but in the end they had to get rid of him because he kept they they have a button to stop the ride vehicles in case something were to go wrong, and people kept disrespecting the the suit of armor and spitting at him and grabbing him and. And then they found out that some of the cast members that would wear the suit of armor would kind of get ticked off, I guess, and put their hands on the on the customers, you know, the the guests as well. So they put an end to the suit of armor that would walk around. But I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, I t- completely agree. I think it'd be awesome to be that cast member inside that suit of armor. By the way, and when I read that story, I'm like, dude, I I, I would have loved to have played that role. Yeah. So facts about about the audio of this, the the ghost host. Is Paul Freeze the guy that I did such a horrible uh, job of imitating there? Paul Freeze, the who was also the, go ahead go for it. Go, you do go, it. The All voice right. of the Grinch. The gr- No, actually not. Oh. This guy. This guy was the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, ha-ha. I thought he was yeah. the Grinch too. No, so that's a different guy. That's uh, Thurl Ravenscroft. Yeah, he is, that's he, who it is. He's one of the guys that sings the Grim Grinning Ghost. Yes, in, in the, yes, uh, yes, yes. All so, right. um, and I, then, so then Eleanor Audley is the voice of Madame Leota, and people might recognize her voice. She was the stepmom in Cinderella and the original voice of Maleficent. Yeah, but in this case, though, I find her voice very annoying in this yeah. attraction. I just do. Yeah, and that, that room, I think, could, could do a lot of revamping. But Oh, yeah, you could spend maybe 30 seconds less in that room. Yeah, and I'm sure that you'll probably tell the story when we get to going into the ghost stories of this whole thing of of the uh, the drummer. Did you read the story of the drummer? No. All right, I'll but, read that. I'll tell that one then. Well, then can I get into my ghost stories when you're done? Yeah, that's I'm that's all I got for the Disneyland version. So let's talk a little bit. Most of the ghost stories I read were for the Magic Kingdom version. Oh, really? Yeah. So even even the Disney woman event. the woman with her with her boy's ashes. No, I did see. I didn't read any of those. So you go okay. for it. No, go ahead with your drummer story. All right, so but that's a Disney that's a Disney World story. Okay, so Disneyland, here we go. Yeah. So we have a woman that approached Disney uh, Disneyland and said, "Hey, you know, my little boy absolutely loved uh, the haunted mansion, and it would mean a lot to me, and I know to him if we could just spread his ashes, you know, over the haunted mansion in different areas." Well, of yeah. course, of course, 
the cast members and the people who were in charge of Disneyland did not give her permission to scatter the ashes, right? Why would they? <laughs> right, of course they didn't allow it. It happens all the time, by the way. In my tour, uh, the tour guide said it does happen all the time. And they actually, Dave, vacuum every square inch of the Haunted Mansion every night after it closes. Yeah, that's crazy. And they pay thousands of dollars to have dust shipped in so they can spread it back out. Right. And it's cast members <laughs> that clean it up. Yeah. So there's not like a crew coming in to clean it up. And they do that because of health reasons, because they know people are spreading ashes. So yeah, that's gross. Anywho, to this day, CMs and guests have claimed apparently to see a young boy near the exit lift uh, sitting by the speed ramps. And apparently yeah. he's crying. Oh, poor guy. Because yeah, they vacuumed so, up his ashes. I, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the the story with the the woman and the young boy spreading his ashes. Awesome. All right, so let's let's go over to the East Coast now and talk about the ride at Disney World. There's not too many differences, so there's not a lot of things that we that we need to talk about as far as that goes. The thing that I thought was pretty cool was that the the mansion was designed after a real building which is in Pennsylvania, called the Harry Packer Mansion. So, uh, I mean, any hardcore fans out there, go buy you the Harry Packer Mansion in Pennsylvania. Do you have a Harry Packer? Uh, Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) You. So, we we forgot forgot to mention uh, the stretch room. So, in Anaheim, in Disneyland, does the room go, are you going down, Dave, or is the room going up? All right, so, in Disneyland... The portraits actually have to go down, or you have to go down because you have to get underneath the train tracks. From what I've yep, read, yep, in the elevator. Right. Now in in Orlando Disney World, it's the it's the portraits, it's the actual ceiling that stretches. Yeah, because they have the room out there, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, different between Disneyland Disney World at Disney World, uh, the ride is actually located in Liberty Square as opposed to New Orleans Square. Correct. Uh, so and not it was on the bayou, but yeah. near, the, near the Mississippi River. Right, and so that's kind of how they got the the difference in the exterior would be, you know, the New Orleans exterior, the the bayou haunted mansion on the on the west coast and on the east coast. It's supposed to be like a southern plantation type of thing. It doesn't look like one to me, but right. And here's a tribute. Here's a here's a tribute to St. Louis. Um, you know that haunted mansion is right there next to supposedly the Missouri River is what it is right there in Liberty Square. But Liberty right. Square right right in through in there is that's supposed to represent like the Midwest and the gateway to the West in St. Louis. Awesome. Yeah, tie-in. See, it all comes back to St. Louis. That's right, the Louis. Hey, yeah, so whereas the Disneyland version of the Haunted Mansion didn't open up when the park opened, it was part of that whole New Orleans expansion. We talked about how long it took. The Magic Kingdom was an opening day attraction, October 1st of 71, and um, there were a lot of ghost stories about this one, like I said. So let, let's get to some of those ghost stories. We'll, we'll go first... With the, we'll go first with the drummer. So we talked about the music room and Madame Leota and how it, it's kind of lame, I think, but, um, you it's, know, it's part it's of the very ride. lame. Yeah, it's historic. So there was a, uh, there was a cast member that told a story about, you, you, you said it best. You wait at night, every night they go through and they comb the ride, they do some cleaning and things like that. So they're walking through the ride and as they approach, there's two cast members, as they approach the music room, they start to hear, uh, some noise, like a drum beating. And so, you know, the one guy says to the other guy, what was that? And the other guy says, I don't, I don't know, let's keep going. So they, they go a little further and as they get closer and closer to the room, 
the drum starts beating louder and louder and louder. And then finally they get into this room and the dr- I mean, okay, so a part of the story I forgot to tell you is when they do walk through at night, they turn on all of the, all of the lights inside the haunted mansion so they can see, obviously. Well, they get to the music room and the lights are not on. They're on everywhere else but in the music room. These two guys walk in. Something happens. They don't even know what happened. Something happened, like something fell, a noise or something happened, and the two of them just busted out of there, like high speed as fast as they go. These two cast members that work there. Oh my gosh, you're there every single day. It's part of your life, and you're. I, I don't get that because the lights are on, and it's not really a haunted place. It's a funny house at that point. No, but see, it's creepy because all the lights were on except for in the music room. So why were those yeah, off? I don't know. Yeah, haunted, haunted mansion. All right, so one of the uh, another one of the major stories about ghosts seeing at the Haunted Mansion in Magic Kingdom is a man with a cane. Did you read about this one? Yes, I did. Go ahead and tell our listeners. All right, so this one this one's kind of creepy because the, uh, the the story that I heard was ride was shut down, so you know the Doom buggy, buggies are going through completely empty, and so the cast member that's got my job walking on the walking on the uh, treadmill there for the load the load of the ride. Is walking and seeing all these empty dune buggies go by, and all of a sudden there's a, a tra- there's a there's a man that comes by, looking like an older guy, had a cane with him, sitting in one of the dune buggies. So the cast member, you know, figures that they must have started the ride back up and loading it again. Says hello to this man. So this man has absolutely no reaction, just looks forward, completely ignores. So and then the, the vehicles after the old man were all empty again. So the cast member that was walking on the treadmill. Said, you know, called over to the to one of the other people working the attraction and said, "Hey, who was that you just sent through there?" They replied, "Nobody's been on that ride in five minutes." Whoa, really? Yeah. And so, you, and you know who they suppose this person is? Yeah, I don't remember who they said. Who was it? Okay, so back in the 1940s, there was a plane crash in that area before Disney World was built, and um. Historians say, yeah, the plane crash happened, like, right there by uh, the Contemporary Resort. Mm-hmm. And uh, he crashed, like, right there into Bay Lake in the Contemporary Resort. Um, and so the cast members assume, apparently, that this may be the guy with the cane. Ooh, the old man with the cane. Yeah, right. so think about how creepy that would be if you know that the place is empty and next thing you know this dude is riding the ride and just completely stone-faced not looking at you. Do you think the ghosts at the end would join in his buggy? Yeah, I mean, he probably, you know, that maybe it's one of those guys. Yeah, who knows? Do you, Jumped it, out and decided to take a round trip, right? Do you have any ghost sto- any more ghost stories? I got one more. I okay, got one more. Because when you're finished, I want to share something. All right, good. So there's one more story of another cast member, uh, same position in the load vehicle, and and um, everything's completely empty again. She's walking, and then she they have a mirror that kind of lets you look around the corner to see if anybody's coming down the hallway. So. She looks in the mirror and she sees somebody coming, and as they get a little closer, it's a man that's dressed in a tuxedo walking towards her. Yes, she, first, yes. first she thought it was a cast member, but then she decided that it wasn't a cast member; it was a man dressed in a tuxedo. Well, uh, at the point where where the cat, where this man in the tuxedo would need to turn the corner and come to see her, nobody came. So it was completely empty. So she looked out in the hallway, nothing. So she found nothing. So this happened on more than one occasion to this woman, and in fact, the last time it happened, um, the old man, the man in the tuxedo, actually put his hands on her shoulders 
from behind her and uh, she felt coldness on her shoulders and then turned around to see who it was and nobody was there again. This happened three, four times, she said. Do you think all these ghost stories, let's, let's say they're true, okay? So let's, let's just say that they're true. That, and they're, they're true. Okay, they're true. You know, have you ever heard of the theory that a lot of these hauntings and just like poltergeist hauntings are brought on by people basically manifesting, uh, the, the, manifesting everything themselves because, yeah, now, I, I forget do. what that, I don't, I forget what that's called, but, when you think about something so much, it actually happens. It materializes yeah. in front of you. Yeah, it's so psychological, it's, right? So, but but it's actually there because like there's this like sixth sense people have that be, like you're drawing this stuff out and it's actually manifesting in front of you. I would love to get Greg Myers from Paranormal Task Force here in St. Louis on just to discuss that story with these ghost yeah. stories in the haunted mansion because yeah. that is a theory that's out there that people themselves like poltergeist activity. It's 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 basically a teenager or something moving these objects because of things are going through through their life and all that energy that's built up within them and they're manifesting this stuff. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, sounds interesting. But yeah. here, I got a story for you. Go for it. And I think I read this before, um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure, but our cast member did definitely talk about this. Uh, so, the story goes that it is, <laughs> the story goes, again, it's all of them, um, that it was late, and this couple was on the Haunted Mansion ride, and they were the only couple, and there was no lines for it, and they're riding this ride, and they were they were getting it on. And it, it, in the actual ride, and I guess uh, completed the duty, and right. <laughs> and like all the cast members started clapping when they got oh, off geez. the ride because like apparently there are cameras all over the place inside they, that ride. They watched the whole and, thing go down. Yeah, and they did. Awesome. So uh, and apparently the the girl was completely embarrassed, and the dude just like high fived a couple cast members as they walked out. Oh my gosh, ridiculous! So, so part of part of that crew of cheering people was the security to escort them right out. Right? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't talk about that. Uh, but that. That house is creepy, though. You know, I went in the back areas, like the chicken room and some other hallways that only cast members are allowed in. And I yeah. thought for sure the the cast members only area in the haunted mansion would be like just plywood and a blank room. Right. It's not. Every last detail with the flickering lights and the worn out wallpaper, uh-huh. it's all the same. So those Oops. cast members never get a break, Dave, from that atmosphere, ever. They, they, it's dimly lit and everything? Oh, yes. Yeah, you can barely see. I mean, yeah. they, can't, they, can't get, they can't get away from it. Keep them in character, right? Exactly. It's what wow. they're supposed to do. And I was hey. like, man, what a depressing area. That is, but hey, they're working like twelve-hour shifts in that area too. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if there's anybody out there that wants to buy that wallpaper, it is for sale. You can get online and buy that wallpaper from the Haunted Mansion. From the Haunted Mansion, or no? It's 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 through a company, and I forgot what company it was, but you can find it online. It's the same wallpaper, and they've got like the specs on it and everything. So you can have a Haunted Mansion room in your house if you want. That's awesome. You should (laughs) do up your classroom like that. That would be great if only they let me. Um, So uh, a couple of other things before we get moving on to the actual ride, and let's watch this baby. But uh, both of the man, both the mansions in Disneyland Disney World have three hitchhiking ghosts. I have to mention that because that's my favorite part of the ride. And we'll ask what your favorite part of the ride is here in a minute. But there's a couple of things that I didn't know was that there are a couple of these ghosts that have names that I had I had no idea that they named these ghosts. But apparently they all have official names. So uh, there's a tall the the three hitchhiking ghosts are called Ezra. He's the tall one. Mm-hmm. You've got Gus, who's the short bearded ghost. 
And then you got Phineas, who is the stocky mid-sized ghost. So if you think you picture them in from tall to short, like they stand, all three of them have names. So it goes Ezra, Phineas, and then Gus from tall to short. That's really cool. I didn't know that. No, I did not. And I and that's my favorite part. So I thought that was pretty neat. And then also the bride has a name. Now there's been many brides as they refurbish the ride, but right. the bride's name has always been the same, Constance. I yeah. had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, so just just some facts to go along with this ride as we get ready to to watch the watch the ride and make our comments. But talk about what your favorite part of the ride is. I like the singing busts. I I, I find it eerily creepy and funny at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how the one is hit his head sideways on the ground. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you always have that one stupid one, right? <laughs> right, exactly. No, but I like that part. I love that part in the movie too. You know, we haven't talked about the movie, Dave. No, and we don't need to talk about the movie. Oh, my son loves that movie. It's kind of funny. Is he really? Yes, he loves the part when they're in the crypt and the skeleton comes out, you know, trying That's to get his key back. Yeah. And Colin thinks it's a toy box that he's coming out of. So, like, he gets in his toy box and he opens it up and puts his hand out like he's the skeleton. And I have to steal the key from him and he has to chase me around the house. Now, this is how creepy and weirdo he is. We have to actually, Dave, turn out all the, turn off all the lights. So he can do this, and I have to flicker the flashlight in my face when I come up to scare him. That's so It's like he wants the lights off. He's only four. He wants the lights off. He wants me to, like, come by and touch him and run off and make hoo noises to right. him. And then I have to run up and scare him, and I'll flick on the light on my face, and I'll watch the kid jump back and fall down, and he giggles <laughs> and giggles and giggles. So I think he is totally ready for this ride next year, and he loves the Haunted Mansion ride. Or, excuse me, the Haunted Mansion movie. He can't get yeah. enough of it. He wants to watch it before he goes to bed all the time. That's nuts. You didn't think anybody watched that movie. We still do, yes, in this household. Now, it's not my favorite, but it's growing on me because Colin likes it. Now, they are redoing the movie, and they're coming out with a remake, and I cannot wait to see that come out. And it's been in the works for quite a while. Yeah, it needs to be remade for sure. Not nothing against Eddie Murphy; he's good, but uh, bad. Well, that so movie it's is supposed bad. to be more of a it's supposed to be more of a darker movie, so it's okay. not supposed to be as comical. And yeah. that's what the cast member was telling me too. Just like you know the Marvel movies, how they were dark. Right. They're supposed to be like a darker setting. All right. Well, just a note to a note to you and Colin. Uh, Mia wrote it when she was eight, and it scared her to death. Scared her to death. So. <laughs> Be aware. <laughs> Did you have to bring her back to life? Because she, she's still living. Yeah, well, she joined the ghosts. They, dr- they sit on the, the dew grim, buggy for a while. The, the grim, grim, grinning ghosts. She sang a couple verses, yeah, and then uh, she made it back by the time we were ready for Big Thunder Mountain. Nice. All right, so let's get on it, bud. All right, so we are going to be watching the ride vehicle, and we'll post this on with our episode notes. Uh, we're going to be watching the ride from the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, and this is an extremely low-light version. It was probably the best quality version out there as far as seeing things. Uh, you know, The whole ride is dark, so this is pretty good quality. So uh, without further ado, let's get it on. Go ahead and hit play. Now, one thing we don't have, we don't have, like, the, the queue with the stretching room and stuff like that and outside with the the tombstones. Right. Which is one of my favorite parts. But All we right. do have the paintings with the the uh, lightning is flashing and the, the paintings are turning into ghosts. Yeah, and those those paintings, I guess, go back a long way, and they just, uh, just refurbish them again. Now, this part's pretty cool. I love that part, the bus that turn and stare at you as you go by. Yeah, and did they take you behind the scenes when you did your tour to see that? Because what it is is it's 
it's like you stick your face into a big lump of clay, and it's a because it's reversed on there. Um, that's what gives the effect of them looking at you. No, they did not, but they did explain all that, and they explained all the tricks. We had an earpiece in our ear as we went through the ride all to ourselves. Now, here is the knight, and he's moving up and down, right? So this is not the same one that would walk the halls at the beginning of the ride uh, history, but right coming up next here, the stretching door, that's where they would put on the knight suit. Right behind that door, so uh, kind of cool that they have that right next to him. And there's the skeleton in the crypt, and he's you know he's pushing up the crypt, wanting to get out. Now, one thing I wish they would have added more was we just passed that stretching that hallway that stretches all the way as far as the eye can see with the mirror right. trick. I wish they would have done something with that. Like you would have seen ghosts go from one room to the next, shooting across yeah. or walking yeah, they, fairly slowly, and then also they slowly turn and look at you, and then like go, you know, with yeah, their so, finger. Yeah, so we just passed a famous clock for all those Kingdom Keepers series books out there. Uh, the Kingdom Keepers, there's something very special about that clock in the Haunted Mansion. So I always have to think of that now because it played such a big role. And now we're into the seance room. Yeah, and the ball, the crystal ball is floating. Now in the movie, she's like, don't drop me because I'll break. But here in the ride, she's floating, so there's a contradiction. And just to give you a heads up, we're already 20 seconds into this room, and we're not halfway even through it yet. So no. that's why I said this. This is you're too. This is too long of a segment to be in this room. Yeah, and you've got the floating instruments all around, and they're calling all of these instruments. She's doing like a roll call with all the instruments right now, which is cool. I mean, it is visually visual effects. It's amazing. Right. Um, even Aaron, my wife, was saying, "How do they do that? That's amazing." Because you can actually just touch it. We were in that room for 45 seconds, Dave, and now Ooh, we're moving. Yeah. Now we're moving into the ballroom. So this is my favorite part of the whole thing, and the best part is that, every, like the last three times I've ridden this ride, we've gotten stuck right here looking into the ballroom. So it's like so cool. Now what you're looking through right there is plexiglass or some yeah. some glass, and what they're doing, what's it called, the pepper effect or the yeah, pepper's ghost, pepper's ghost effect, and they're beaming these images off of a mirror which shine and reflect back onto another piece of glass, which give you that holographic effect. Yeah, so the dueling guys from the paintings up top is one of my favorites. You know, there's a lot of facts about this room. There's a hidden Mickey with the dinner plates on the table. Yes, there is. And yeah, if you and look you, on top of the ceiling, you can see, like, footprints, I believe, Yeah, on the and ceiling the, dancing. And the organ over on the left side of the room is a complete replica from uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And um, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the... The, I don't. I'm not much of a dancer, but apparently, when they did the filming of the people dancing around the organ, uh, the women are leading the men, which was apparently a topic of conversation because the way that the whole thing is reversed, you know. So interesting. I can't tell. So here we're up in the attic. So now yeah. we're up in the attic, and we're about to meet the bride uh, with the storyline coming into play, and and uh, you see all of her mementos of her husbands because she had several. Yes, she did. And and amazingly, all of them fell victim to her. I wonder if she picked up a lot of insurance money. She's kind of creepy. When I was little and we rode this ride, I would I would freak out kind of about her because it was like she had the creepy voice and it was like the red beating heart. It was just, I don't know, something about her. And so here we're in uh, the room. Yeah, and we're entering the cemetery. The cemetery. the cemetery. I'm sorry. So yeah, that's the cemetery. That's right. So we're inside, but it's supposed to look like outside. So right. we are all, we're entering the cemetery, and we're about to see the grave, uh, the the graveyard keeper. Yeah, which where does he appear? He he appears twice in uh, the Disneyland and Disney World. Do you name that person? What other attraction is he in? Well, the dog is in Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm not sure if he is. 
He is in, he may be in three places then. Yeah, I believe he's in Pirates of the Caribbean, but I know for a fact he's in the Jungle Cruise. He's the individual getting uh, poked up the rear by the rhinoceros on the Oh, pole. really? Yes, he is. I didn't know that. The so now we've got Zach. He's been recycled. <laughs> <laughs> there a lot of those guys are. So we've got a ghostly band now playing in the cemetery. We've got two, two people on the seesaw and then Nick's favorite part. Yep, the singing bus. By the way, that guy we just saw, the caretaker, he is the only living soul inside the Haunted Mansion, by the way, except for you. Nice. But yeah, the singing bus, I absolutely love that. And this is pretty cool. Outside, we have the ghosts that are outside. How they get this effect of them glowing, they put clear shower curtains around them and shine lights up at them. Now, this is funny. You know, you don't see this in the Orlando one, but in Disneyland, apparently ghosts have poles stuck up, stuck up the rear and they shoot up from the ground. Yeah. You totally <laughs> could see that. Yeah. And what a foul. What a foul. You can see it pop up, and it's like it, it jitters, like, you know, it's like a, like a sprinkler. And uh, what a foul. <laughs> yeah, so we're through the cemetery now. And, you know, that, that same thing with the uh, Brer Rabbit in Splash Mountain. He's on the pole jumping around. Yes. Yeah, so the Hitchhiking Ghost is next. So we, we now know their names and everything. So, hey, guys. And we are about to exit the ride here and go into the room where the ghost uh, join you in your doom buggy, right? Yes. So that's where our ride comes to an end. Yeah, I absolutely love that ride. And um, and I love seeing on the mirror, you can see the ghost when they jump in that doom buggy with you. And I yeah. love the very end when they're like, don't forget to bring your death certificates. I just yeah. find that awesome. Hurry back. Hurry that's my back. favorite part. Hurry back. I say that all the time to my kids. They'll go, they ask to go use the restroom in, in school, and I'll say, hurry back, and they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, they do. They say, yeah, they do. They're like, oh, that's the same thing my creepy ice cream guy tells me from yeah. the van on the street. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> no problem. All right, so, yeah, Haunted Mansion, super cool ride. Um, I, I usually end up riding it by myself, to be honest with you, because my wife is not too fond of it, and my daughter has just got into the age where it's cool to get on, and so the last time I think we both rode it together, uh, and as a matter of fact, I'm proud of her because the last time we rode it was Extra Magic Hours, and it was like 12.30 at night. Nice. So kudos to Mia for that. Almost the witching hour. Yeah, you know, what, I really, what I really love about that ride, Dave, is the attention to detail, outside and inside. You know, they let that place grow wild around the Haunted Mansion itself. And the tombstones and how they co- even the tombstones come to life with the faces on them and the eyes right. pop up and, the, the you know, the chin pushes forward towards you like it's looking like she's looking at you. And just the cool sayings that are on the tombstone and the little things that they add, the detail, the attention to detail that they have outside and inside, you know, I'm glad they took you know years to create that right right because it yep. really shows we didn't even talk about the queue i mean the whole queue and how the queue they, in itself is a ride it's crazy man so just so like you said so much attention to detail and to think that this ride's 45 years old and still kicking and still one of the most popular rides at the parks it's awesome because it builds you up it builds that intensity you know it brings you into the stretch room it tells you you know you foolish mortals i am your host your ghost host and you know they they just they build it up and they're like there's no turning back now and so it's just really cool they build it up they get you scared and they they shove you right into the haunted mansion and what i love about the characters that are the cast members they're so in character yeah they treat you like crap you know when you get yeah. on they're like move forward mortal i'll move the i'll move the bar when yeah. you get into the right yeah 
Shut up! <laughs> yeah, so just just a cool ride. We wanted to share the experience with you guys and maybe tell you a couple of facts that you didn't know about the Haunted Mansion. So um, at that point, I think we're going to wrap this up, right, Nick? Yeah, hey, thanks for listening again to the podcast, the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. I think it's about that time, Dave. All right, peace. Peace. Have a magical day. Come on.